From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about what both you and your spouse can do in the moment to help you last longer in bed. And I want you to think about this quote from Anonymous. It says, we don't grow when things are easy. We grow when we face challenges. And for a lot of you, and we face this in our marriage ourselves, we know that sometimes lasting long enough or not lasting long enough really becomes a challenge that you face in your marriage. And that's what we're going to be digging into in today's show. But as you know, we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug, and this week is no different. This week's hug is sponsored by Called to Love, Experiencing Your Best Marriage Through the Words of Jesus. And this is our newest book, you guys. It's coming out April 4th, which is just two weeks away. I can't even believe it. In Called to Love, you're going to be equipped to look at your spouse the way that Jesus does, to take time to pray for your marriage instead of just throwing up those, heaven help me, or God change my spouse. You're going to be able to transform your relationship into what God intended for your marriage when the two of you became one. We want you to mark your calendars for April 4th because you're not going to want to miss the release of this book. We want you to go to calledtolovebook.com to stay in the know on all that's coming with the launch. And just as an aside, for those of you in the one family that get signed up now, you're going to be receiving an extra special opportunity during the launch of the book. We're putting the finishing touches on it this week, and it's good. So make sure that you get signed up today, and you can do that at calledtolovebook.com. And this week, we have a five-star review from iTunes, and uh, it's, it's extra special. It says, you won't regret this. They saved our marriage. Last summer, my husband and I felt hopeless. We felt as if there was nothing we could do to save our marriage. We looked like we had it all together, but in reality, we were hurting. We were constantly arguing because it seemed as if we were both speaking a foreign language in our relationship. We just couldn't get on the same page. After 20 years of being with each other, there were a lot of resentments built up. We didn't know how to overcome them. We needed help. God answered our prayers. He sent us to Tony and Elisa DiLorenzo's podcast and website, We started listening to their podcast, and Mm -hmm. after just one episode, we signed up for coaching with Elisa. Between God, Elisa, and our willingness to work together, we changed the direction of our marriage. We let go of past resentments. We are now actively learning how to communicate better and love each other. It hasn't been easy. There have been a lot of difficult things to work through, and I know there is a lot more work ahead of us. We will never be perfect, but that's not our expectation. Our expectation is to love each other, communicate effectively, and be on the same team. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy to report that we have met and exceeded the expectation with the help of God, Tony, and Elisa. If just one of you reading this benefits from this info, then it's been totally worth my public display of affection. If you do one thing today for your spouse, for your marriage, for you... Go listen to the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast. Visit their site. Learn about them. You will never regret making your marriage better. So blessed and thankful for you, Tony and Lisa. Thanks for putting yourselves out there weekly. You are truly a tool for God. Love you. Man, we love you guys. That's truly a blessing. Thank you so much. And, you know, it's interesting because we'll read those five-star reviews. And it's funny because as we're reading some of those five-star reviews, we'll we'll see two-stars and three-star reviews Mm -hmm. as well. 
And you know what? I don't care if you give us a one star or a five star. I know we're doing something. And it's because of you guys that we keep going and we keep reaching out and we keep going after that one marriage. When we started long, long time ago, our goal was to impact one marriage. And so every time we come behind this mic, it's for that one marriage. So your, your marriage might be that marriage this week. Mm-hmm. So we love you guys and we thank you for, for the way you, the way you cheer us on. Yeah. Right. That you love us up. It, it doesn't go unnoticed. It, it really doesn't. And it's an honor to be behind these mics for you guys. Absolutely. And, you know, jumping into today's show, you know, Tony opened the show talking about how, you know, that whole idea of lasting longer in bed. And I just want to start off the show by saying that sometimes you only have time for a quickie. And really, Mm -hmm. that's something that every couple should have in their toolbox. Oh, yeah. So I I just want to like preface that saying, please have the quickie. Don't make it the only tool that you have, but have it. But sometimes you're expecting a lot more in terms of how long your sexual intimacy, your sexual encounter is going to last. And and then it seems to happen way, way too fast, too fast for him and too fast for her. And and, you know, really what we're talking about here, like, you know, Tony and I don't get behind these mics and sugarcoat anything or use any type of, you know, code words. We're talking about premature ejaculation, right? We're talking about coming fast and having it be a, a challenge for both husband and wife. Right, because mm-hmm. it's not just, it doesn't just impact the man. A- and, you know, guys, just so you know, it does impact your wife. Right. Right, you know, and ladies, you're not the only one processing what's going on there. Right, the two of you process differently. And, and you know, we're talking, to, when we say premature ejaculation, just so we're all playing with the same definition here, we're talking about, you know, male orgasm, generally speaking, within the first one to three minutes of penetration. So that's our, that's our working definition for today. And, and interestingly enough, and I didn't know this until I actually started doing some research for the show, but this is con- generally considered the most common type of male sexual dysfunction. That's actually the official, you know, but it occurs in some 20 to 30% of men, mm-hmm. right? So it's happening. And, you know, the part of the reason why I share that is one, to just say, guys, you're not alone right? If this has happened to you, you're not the only guy that has ever experienced this. And, you know, some of the statistics that we found were really mind blowing to me because it really, I think, addresses the scope of this. And I just want to share some of these numbers with you because I think sometimes when we start to hear numbers, it it really gives us that sense of, okay, other married couples are dealing with this. And I'll raise my hand here a hundred percent. I will definitely raise my hand in the place of, Hey, there are many a times when I am having an orgasm or ejaculating within that one to three minutes of penetration. And so this is something that's been on my mind. And a lot of it comes from this place of, as Lisa and I talk about our sexual intimacy, is that for me, it's heightened foreplay, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. We love it. We we enjoy that time together. She, She orgasms. And then it's the, hey, honey, let's get this thing done. Not not him. That's my mindset. Right. That's not Tony's mindset. That's not my mindset. That's her <laughs> mindset is, I have orgasm. I'm, I'm good. Get this thing done. And where I'm going, no, I want to last longer. I want to enjoy this time because mm-hmm. for her, she's already experienced that high, that height, that heightened s- sexuality, the sensuality. And I want to be there as well. 
Sure. So let me just share a few of these numbers before we really start digging into this. But sixty mm-hmm. percent yep. of U.S. men feel that it's embarrassing. Which just to you know give you an idea, we're talking that roughly seventy-seven million men who feel challenged in this area of their sexual intimacy. That it's embarrassing if this happens. Thirty-seven percent of women say they're disappointed when their partner finishes before they do. And like Jane just said, I you know it would be interesting to actually do a companion show to this, talking about what happens. The flip side, like me, where I orgasm before Tony does. And what does that do to the dynamic? That's a whole nother show for another day. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've got all these women who are like, you know what? When, when it happens too fast, you know, what about me? And I'm like, well, you know, you got both sides of that. Right. Due to media messages of what's normal and what's normal, you know, there's a whole long list of what that could be. 40% of men are feeling self-conscious about their performance, which means that there is a whole lot of stress and anxiety around one of the most intimate areas of your relationship. And all that stress, guys, is not making things any easier. No, it's not at all. For the two of you. And, and the impact on marriages can be devastating, right? We, can, I, can I share one thing? Yeah. Because here on the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, we talk a lot about the, the, the time you two spend together talking about your sexual intimacy, mm-hmm. right? Making that an important part of your daily repertoire. And it may not be daily, but it may be weekly. It's something that you're doing. regularly, So that way you guys know, hey, what what do I like? What don't I like? What What is a position you like? All that sort of stuff. We've talked about that multiple times because we want you to continuously be thinking about this. And yet this may be an area in all of that conversation hasn't come up. Mm-hmm. And you know, we've talked about it. Again, Elise and I talked about this recently and I'm going, this this is frustrating to me we talk openly and honestly about our sexual intimacy to each other, and yet this is a piece of of my life in this moment where I feel like, goodness, I would like to have that time to to be together much longer. Absolutely, and that's where we start talking about you know what's the impact on marriage, right? Right, because you know he, you've got the men feeling less than or inadequate, right? Like, why can't I last longer? What's going on with me, mm-hmm. right? What, what's the situation here? You've got wives who are frustrated that it now becomes so much of a focus on, well, how do I last longer, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, okay, well, I got I to gotta try this and I got to think, th- you know, and so then it becomes very clinical. Right. And so, you know, a lot of wives get frustrated in this place because they're like, okay, well, now it's, now it's all about you, right? What about me? Right? And, and, which really takes away from the partnership and I that love making. And I think the word you said, though, was clinical, Mm-hmm. which makes it very systematic in a way we approach this very intimate time together. Because if we have to be regimented in the, well, you touch me this way, I touch you that way, and we do this here, and you do that there, and then we're done, mm-hmm. that can that can be a frustration. Sure. sure. Okay. Absolutely. You yeah. know, you've got men, husbands that don't know what to say to their wives, when they're experiencing this, because like I shared with those statistics, that it's embarrassing mm-hmm. and it feels very isolating. You've got women who don't know what to say to her, to her husband. You know, how do I build him up in this place? Right. What am I supposed to say? How do I handle this? You know, do we, I was talking to a couple last week and the wife's like, so do I say something? Do I just kind of say, well, we're both tired. Let's just go to bed. You know, what's that communication piece wrapped around it? And so things start to become awkward mm-hmm. for couples that are facing this, you know, repeatedly. And the two of you, you know, you start to feel that distance 
that disconnect grow. And honestly, guys, I mean, the reason we bring these topics to the One Extraordinary Marriage Show is that without conversation around this, then it becomes a place of nothingness. And you know if it's happening in your in your marriage. You, you know it. You, you've experienced it. Hey, same with us. I know it, experienced it. Elisa has seen it. And, and so you have an idea. Mm-hmm. This isn't something that you're like, is that really happening or is it not? You know. You know if you guys have had amazing foreplay and your husband ejaculates and it's done. I mean, you know it. You were there. Right. So this isn't something new, and yet it what we're going to share with you may be ways that you guys can be able to connect and allow that to extend out. And I just want to share a couple, of, uh, just give a little bit of background on the causes too of premature ejaculation, because I think like it, this was even educational for me in terms of I didn't necessarily know that you could have both either a psychological component or a biological component, or maybe maybe both. Mm-hmm. Right. So I just want to share some of the factors on both sides, just because this may be going on in your marriage and, and just because, you know, it's happened once or twice doesn't mean you have a diagnosis, you know, like you don't have to slap labels on it. But what we're talking about is giving you guys the tools to work around this so that when it does happen in your marriage, you're not like, oh, we can't talk about it. That was that secret thing that we're not supposed to talk about. Right. That's my whisper voice on air. But, you know, giving you giving you the, the conversation starters on this tools that you can use. So some of the psychological factors, and these really come as no surprise, but anxiety, you know, stress. Mm -hmm. If you've got a lot of anxiety or stress going on in your life, it's definitely going to impact your sexual performance. And that's, I mean, we're talking specifically about men today, but that's male or female. It can go, yeah, anxiety and stress can go either way. Right. Some other psychological factors are depression, poor body image, Right. If you're right. not feeling good about yourself, if you're not feeling good about what's going on in your world, it's going to impact how how you can show up mm-hmm. sexually. And even and this was surprising to me, even early sexual experiences, because a lot of times and what some of the research was saying that a lot of times because those are generally rushed experiences, Experience. like you know, like you're trying they not sure to are. be discovered and things like that, it, it, you almost condition yourself to go very fast. And so that wow. was really one of those things where I'm like, oh, that was a that was new for me to learn. You know, biological factors, varying hormone levels can impact your when you ejaculate, how you ejaculate. This I didn't know. Inflammation in either the prostate or the urethra, inflammation or infection can actually impact how a man ejaculates. Right? So if you, there are these things going on, you might have stuff going on inside of you that you don't even know because it's not like it's a raging fever infection, but your body's trying to like tell you something. Um, and it also said abnormal levels of neurotransmitters, right? So the brain chemistry gets to impact the sexual chemistry. Makes sense. It makes sense. But because if we don't talk about these things, and if we don't start saying, you know, what's going on here, then when do we get help, right? When do we start making changes in our marriages for the better to create the extraordinary to say, you know what, we're going to take this to the next level. And, you know, we want to because we don't ever want to leave you in the one extraordinary marriage show with going great, Lisa and Tony. Now we've got all this education. We know, okay, so it might be stress or it might be anxiety or, you know, it might be that I've got an infection somewhere. What do we do? Right. Right. What, what do we do? How do we have these conversations? And, you know, what we want to say is that, you know, we want to give you those specific tools, but we also want to make sure before we go there that you get signed up this week, that you don't miss out on 
being the first to know about the Call to Love book. So we want you to go to calltolovebook.com, get your name on there. Hey, pass that link around to everybody you know, because you've got friends that you know are going to need this book. You've got friends that need to look at their marriage differently. So it's one of those things where you go to calltolovebook.com, you share it with your friends, and then you don't have to miss out on all of the special offers with, that we have during launch week. So first thing that you need to do, and some of you, this may be the hardest thing, is that you got to breathe. You have to breathe during your sexual intimacy. One of the areas I'm working on, in all honesty, as we were putting this show together and thinking about this show, you know, this is one of those areas where I honestly forget. It, it gets so heated. You're, you, oh, you know, you're, you're in it in that breath. The, the breath becomes so short and quick. Mm-hmm. And in all honesty, I bet you you can even catch yourself most times throughout the day where you actually even hold your breath. Mm -hmm. And that happens right here during your sexual intimacy. So breathing is actually a huge benefit for us men when it comes to this area of premature ejaculation, or I should say breathing helps us extend mm -hmm. and allow us to last longer. And the reason why is because when you start getting to that place of deep breathing, you're actually slowing down your your body systems and moving that into a state of relaxation. So you're still engaged. I mean, we're not putting you Our to sleep here. But your heart we're, rate. We're, we're, we're pumping. You're pumping. And and as your wives, we love that you're pumping. That's a good thing. Right. Right? But what we want is is for you to be in that moment. And so that's where that deep breathing comes along. And one of the things, and I actually, I didn't put this in our notes, but one of the things that I found has helped us too, just in terms of that deep breathing, is having the diffuser on right when we're having sex and the reason why is because when you've got this whole aromatherapy tony's deep breathing even right now as we're having this conversation yeah, I like, uh, you know what? we'll put a link to the diffuser we have in our bedroom because when that aromatherapy happens it does allow you to get in a relaxed state i find that i go into our bedroom i turn on the diffuser and i start breathing differently only thing i'm going to say with that whatever essential oil you put in that diffuser make sure it is one that heightens or at least keeps you awake because if you put something in there that puts you or your spouse to sleep, guess what? It's lights out. We, we've had just, that experience. That was, that was saying. an accident on the first time Tony went to uh, set up the diffuser and women wives breathe too. Right. like deep breathe, be in the moment. It's good for both of you. And because here's the thing, if we as wives are in the moment, we help our husbands to stay in the moment and to stay present with them. Right. And so now it's not about like, oh, well, she finished, you know, no, you're in the moment right now. You've had your orgasm. Stay in the moment with him. Allow him to fully experience everything that you've already gotten. Right. And, and if you didn't orgasm, stay in the moment. Like if you've already decided you're not going to or you don't, stay in the moment so that he can. The next th method, and we've tried this, and you know, we'd only bring you stuff that we've done ourselves, is the stop and start method. And honey, I actually want you to kind of, because this is a little bit more action-oriented on the male part. So like I can't actually describe this one as well as you can. Right. First first and foremost, you guys have to have communication about what's happening. So guys, make sure that as you're going into this, this time with your spouse and you're talking to them about, hey, I want to last longer. This is what we're going to try. This is what I would like for us to try tonight because she needs to be she needs to be on the same page with you and understanding why you're doing what you're doing, right? Because if not, she's going to look at you and go, what's, what's up? 
well, you know, and then in the middle of it, you're going to start explaining it. Not really the best place to, to be explaining this. So start and stop method. And it is, and here's the thing, guys, this is the tough part is that you've already had penetration and you're loving it. You're, you're feeling good. You're like, this is great. Start and stop method means you have to withdraw before you ejaculate. And that's where the communication is vital between you and your wife, because if you withdraw and she doesn't understand, she may think you're done. And then you go to another place for us men though, we're in a place of heightened sexual, uh, sexual heightenedness. Mm-hmm. And my goodness, Elise and I have talked about this before. Yes, this is what we're going to do. I'm all for it. Believe me in the moment, you know, saying that prior, I'm all for it. But yeah. In the moment, not so much. So. Got to have good self-control. You got to w- w- withdraw before ejaculation. And then, you know, you spend some time in less stimulating interaction. So it's going back to that breathing, mm-hmm. being able to bring yourself down. And I'm not saying you lose an erection. And yet you got to be able to bring down that heart rate, get, you know, pull it back in, rein it back in before you begin intercourse again and then go to completion. Now with the start and stop method, you can do that as many times as you guys determine, mm-hmm. right? It's not just a one-time thing like, you know, penetration, pull out, penetration, ejaculation. You can do that as many times as you want. Again, be forewarned. Talk to your spouse about it. Let them know what's going on. Make sure that they're on board. And then for you, it is self-control. And and I think that's the point where it's like, hey, honey, I love for us to try this mm-hmm. and know that there is that that punt. Like the punt option is that I may just stay and we're gonna just call it good. And that's okay. That, that because that that allows you to say, hey, you know what? I'm enjoying this and I wanna be in that moment. Don't and I will say this, if if it doesn't happen that first time, don't beat yourselves up. Right. You know, it, it's okay. I've been there myself where I'm like, yeah. And then it doesn't happen. I'm, I'm like, all right, well, I chose that. And she enjoyed the moment. I enjoyed the moment. We're cool. And, you know, with this stop start method, this is really one of those areas, too, where loving on each other, like the non-sexual penetration, ejaculation part of loving on each other. This is the cuddles. This is the kissing. This is the, the stroking and all of that other stuff, you know, gets to really bring your wife back into the process. And this, this can also be one of those things where Lisa and I have done in the past. It, it's the, we're going to start, we're going to have penetration and then we're going to stop. And when we mean stop, we stop and we get dressed and we go about on our day and there is no, so it's something that may happen. And then it may say, for instance, it may happen. This may happen before a date mm-hmm. where it's like, Hey, we're going to go out. We're going to have fun. We're going to have intercourse, there's going to be penetration, no ejaculation. We finish or we stop before ejaculation, get dressed, get ready, go on a date night, come back and then start again. Mm-hmm. So that's the like, you know, we're going to make sure that when we spend that less time in stimulating each other, we make sure that that is clearly defined of like, yeah, we're getting our clothes back on and we're going to go hang out and you know, go have a date. And that's where the two of you have to define it, right? That's where, you know, we've talked about this on, on many shows, um, especially over the last few months where, 
you know, when the two of you are facing a challenge in your marriage, we're working, we're working against the challenge. We're not working against each other. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if, if premature ejaculation is something that's happening in your marriage, it's what are the strategies that we can wrap around this? Not, well, honey, you know, this is your problem, not my problem or, you know, whatever it is, not the accuse the accusations, but saying, okay, how do we as a team tackle this? Right. And, and so the stop and start method may be one of those ways. Another thing that you guys can try are different sexual positions. Mm-hmm. Right. Because here's what happens for so many couples. And we've been in this boat ourselves. You've got your routine positions. And so you just know what works. And like, you know, this leg goes here, that arm goes there, that hand touches this. And so it's almost like that Pavlovian response. Right. Well, if we know all this works and by the time that penetration comes, we know the very next thing is ejaculation. You know, he penetrates, he ejaculates, game over. So you want to change that up, get into some different positions. Mm -hmm. And here's why this works, because now all of a sudden your brain is focused on something else. You're out of your routine. You're out of the norm. And so your brain's got to engage. It doesn't just get to go into autopilot. Right. So you can you can try positions where, you know, wives get on top. We have found for us that that does change it up. It, it definitely does. It prolongs it because as Elisa said, it's a position that is not used often for us. And when it when it is used, the time for me to ejaculate takes much longer. And sometimes it doesn't even happen where we do have to get into a position where she said it's almost like the Pavlovian dog. You know, we have to get into that position where... I'm able to have deeper penetration mm -hmm. and more connection. And so, right. I mean, it's, it's something like your wife's on top of you. Um, you're spooning. Mm -hmm. it, it's a different position. Typically, most of us will, will say that, you know, we're in missionary position. A missionary position is that go-to and that is where we do ejaculate the quickest. Sure. And so if we want to last longer... Again, these are things that you start talking about prior, like, hey, honey, I would like for us to try a new position for to allow me to last longer. Now, again, spooning might be, a, it's tough. It's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting position at times when we, we've tried it because, again, that, that penetration isn't as deep and you, you don't get that full able, the thrust. So, you may be able to use that position and go into another one. You may want to get onto a chair. I mean, there are different ones that you can try and look at to see how it works for you. Mm -hmm. So that that allows the two of you to have that sexual intimacy, that intercourse last longer. Right. You know, the penetration to last longer and still knowing that full well that at the end of the at the end of that session, for you to actually ejaculate, you're going to go into a missionary position, or you may go from behind position, whatever that position may be for you guys that you find the heightened sexual, sexual connection. And, you know, don't be afraid to try new positions, right? If it, if it allows you to, to have breakthrough, go for it. Right. You know, the last thing that we want to share is, you know, we want to talk about desensitizing sprays. Mm -hmm. This is something we, we've been testing and, and using. So, or I've been testing and using. And so it, it's something to bring up mm -hmm. because it, it, what it does, it desensitizes the tip of the penis. And so I, I got to say, it, it's a, it's almost a hate love 
because for me or love hate love hate hate love um yeah i i think it's more i I, in hate's not the right word i I dislike it more than i like it and yet i enjoy it because it allows me to extend out at times um what i have found for myself this is this is for me be careful if you get this and i'll put a link to the one i i've been testing out and using it's called uh promiscent promiscent uh, prolonging delay spray. So I'll put a link to that in the in the show notes for you guys to to check out. So what I will have to say, you, you spray this on the tip of your your penis. You don't go crazy. This is it has it's lidocaine, so it's it's a numbing agent. And so testing this thing out and knowing what works for you is going to be key. And that's the part that I'm still working on because one spray may be enough. You know, you're, you're not sexually heightened. Maybe, you know, you guys are doing the intimacy lifestyle and you're having sex uh, consistently. So so for you, it may be you just want to extend out a little longer. If there's a time where maybe you've gone for week, two weeks um, due to maybe your spouse's period or you've been traveling, what have you, you can add some extra sprays there. And I have done this, but before warned, it becomes even more numb. And so this is really one of those things, guys, where just speaking as the wife, less is more, more is nothing. (laughs) You don't, you don't get a prize by putting a ton of the stuff on your penis because you're going to end up with nothing. Right. It it really is. And that's the piece that I don't enjoy because even at that point of ejaculation, you've numbed the tip of your penis to the point of where you really don't feel that, um, to feel that ejaculation. And so that's that, that's something that I'm still testing. It, it's not a go-to every single time. I would say just go slow, um, test it out, see if you like it. If, if you do, learn what, what it is, if it's only for one of those occasions here and there. And you know, ultimately, because I know a lot of you are thinking, great, but how do I bring up this conversation? You do it outside your bedroom and you do it coming at it from a spirit of love. Right. I want us to have the best possible sexual intimacy that we can have. Let's talk about the challenges that we're facing. Let's talk about how we can come together as a team to make this work in our marriage. All right, you guys. This week, we're challenging to last longer in bed. We're challenging ourselves to last longer in bed. So what what are we going to do? We're going to breathe. One of the four ways we can test this out, right? We're going to breathe more, both of us. Stop and start method. Try a new sexual position. Or check out a desensitizing sensitizing spray that allows you to test this out as well. Whichever way you do it, realize you're not alone. And that's the cool thing. I want you guys to know I'm right there with you and I get it. And so we're learning together to extend that sexual orgasm so we can have that time with our spouse longer in bed. We love you guys. Have yourselves a fantastic week and we will catch you next week. Love you guys. <laughs>